Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. All right, let's get another perspective here. Um, Doug Schoen, one of our favorite guests, he's a Democrat political strategist, comes to us today from Miami because he's afraid of the chilly weather up here in New York. He's the author of the book, Four Presidents, Kennedy, Nixon, Biden, Trump, Leaders Who Changed History. You might want to check that book out. Great election reading. So uh, you agree with me, I think, that that Trump will uh, take New Hampshire tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. The only point of difference is I think it'll be double digits, Bill, but I think you're right on the money. How does Nikki Haley react to that defeat? Well, I think you said three weeks ago it was over for uh, DeSantis. You were right. You were ahead of the curve. I think it's over for Nikki Haley. I mean, if she loses 8, 10, 12 points and she's 20 to 30 points behind in South Carolina and her funders disappear, how does she compete with Trump, with Tim Scott, and every other ex-presidential candidate having endorsed the former president? I think it'll be over for Nikki Haley sooner rather than later. Well, um, the odds of her defeating Trump in South Carolina are infinitesimal, but that doesn't mean she can. She has to drop out. She could, you know, cruise along, got the money to do it, uh, and then hope that some kind of judicial thing would knock Trump down. Super Tuesday might turn around in her favor. So I'm, I'm not, like I knew DeSantis was done and not gonna continue. I don't know that about Haley. I know she's gonna lose in New Hampshire. But then afterward, I can't right now predict. I could guess, but I don't like to do that. I, I, I would tell you as a political strategist, my best guess is that she will figure out after New Hampshire, if she loses, as we're speculating, she will recognize. All right, so you think she gets out? Does she endorse Trump? I, I, I think ultimately she will, 
because she has no choice. Okay. So she wants to stay within the party confines. Think- doesn't want to be banished from the party. Correct. Um, so she would endorse Trump. So then it's over. It's over right. for, uh, there's no primary, no Super Tuesday, and right. all the networks lose Correct. hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising revenue. So Correct. they have to try to gin up something. And so I think they'll turn that then to Trump should be disqualified because of his legal problems. That's where I think the whole campaign will go after tomorrow night. How do you see it? I agree that that's going to happen. I believe that Trump's greatest uh, opponent, if you will, is the legal system rather than Joe Biden. And I think the media will aid and abet that because it's the best story going. Okay. Wall Street Journal today, and um, as I uh, said, they don't want any part in Trump being reelected. My question is, why isn't there anyone inside the Republican Party who, and it's almost the same in the Democratic Party, your party, Mm -hmm. there's really no politician who can rise up and challenge a guy like Donald Trump or a guy like Joe Biden. Why? Why is the field so weak in this area? Well, Two reasons. On the Republican side, because Trump dominates, uh, period. On the Democratic side, um, we have a very weak vice president in Kamala Harris, who's even less popular than the incumbent president. We have only one person who could run a national campaign. I think he's four years away, Gavin Newsom. And the only other person who could run is Michelle Obama, and the chances of her running are very, very slight. Okay, so uh, Chris Cuomo said that to me over the weekend because I reported on Michelle Obama's uh, podcast adventure with Jay yep. Shetty. And I, I, I still can't figure out why she take time or bother with that. But Cuomo said to me uh, that she's never gonna run. And Cuomo, you know, he's a Democrat, and he's in there with all the, yeah. and they all talk to him and all that. Now you're telling me she's not going to run. Then why, why unless, is she on Jay Shetty's podcast? Well, here's why. I said it's unlikely, very unlikely, Sharon's. I didn't say impossible, Bill. Let's assume this summer, as we approach the convention, whether it be legal problems, health problems, performance problems, or all three, Joe Biden is just not up to making the race. Then the Obamas will have a decision to make. Do they want Michelle Obama to get the nomination other than Kamala Harris, who is a certain loser, a stone cold loser? And then maybe, just maybe, long shot yes, impossible no, that Michelle throws her hat in the ring. Well, that's a likely scenario. It's I mean, possible. Biden, Biden has dementia. I mean, yeah. I know that. I knew this to be true. Um, and if you or me, I, my mother had it, so I... I As I, did my father. Okay. He has it. Mm-hmm. So that is going to become more and more clear in the next months. If you look at his daily schedule, and we do that every day here, we're going to do it right after you leave uh, the podium, 
He doesn't have anything scheduled. He doesn't do anything. Okay? He, he is totally kept apart from the American people in every single way. Mm-hmm. Not running foreign policy. He doesn't even know that his defense minister is in the ICU. Correct. This is an impossible situation. As a historian, other than Woodrow Wilson, who suffered a stroke and was incapacitated, and no one knew it, his wife Edith ran the country for 18 months, no one knew it. This has never happened before. It is almost inconceivable that in a national convention in August, the Democratic Party will nominate a man who has dementia. I think we have to start now there. So then Michelle Obama becomes the only one, the only person inside the Democratic Party who could beat Trump. And that's where we are today. One caveat, Bill. If Joe Biden, for some reason, is polling ahead of, equal to, or within the margin of error of Donald Trump, they might roll out Biden with his teleprompter and hope that he can get through. He's going to get worse, Doug. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, every millions and millions of Americans have been through this. You don't get better. You, it's, it's a slow slide to oblivion. You dealt with it in your family. I you dealt bet. with it. I'm intimately familiar. All right, Doug. Thanks very much. As always, we appreciate Bill, always it. Always a pleasure. Okay. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, The Truth. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Let's bring in Isaac Saul. He is the CEO and founder of a news agency called Tangle. Okay, readtangle.com. He's out of Philadelphia. I, re- I read Tangle, and I think it's pretty, uh, pretty honest, pretty straightforward. Um, that's one of the three or four that I will read. So uh, Nikki Haley. She vows to stay in, even if she gets waxed by 15 points tonight, which the Boston Globe says she will. I'm not sure about that. 
Uh, Nikki says, I'm in it. I'm not getting out. You believe her? I believe her that she'll hang in past New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, I think she's still getting money. There's a, a donors who are still lining up behind her. I'm not totally sure why. I think, you know, I wrote in August of last year that this race was basically over. Trump had a lead in the polls that had never been surmounted by challengers in the history of modern primaries. So he's pretty much had a stranglehold on this from the beginning, and that hasn't changed. But, you know, she could be a little bit competitive. Maybe she overperforms. Maybe instead of getting, you know, 20 or 25 percent of the vote, she gets 35 percent. She comes in a few percentage points above what the polls are showing. I think if that happens, she'll do her best to stick around. But, you know, the reality but why? is why, why, why? All right. So well, she's, I... she's not going to win her home state. And that's four weeks away, four long weeks away. All right. And not going to win South Carolina. It's MAGA country and all of the uh, big shots down there have lined up behind Trump. So why, why? What is in it? You know, most of the time I know these people and why they do what they do. They want to write a book. They want their lecture fees to be jacked up. They have nothing else to do, whatever it may be. But Nikki Haley knows she's not going to beat Trump one-on-one. -on -one. She's not. So why is she hanging around? Well, I think she's, you know, if, as you sort of mentioned at the top of your segment there, there's a lot of candidates in this race who are on the other side of 70, the other side of 75, and she's a relatively young politician. So I sincerely doubt this is the last time that we see her in a presidential race. I think 2028 is going to be wide open on the GOP side. And if she can prove to some donors and prove to some people in the Republican Party that she's got the chutzpah to stick around with Trump and go toe to toe with him. I think in the long term, that's probably good for her political career, even if she ends up getting trounced in a couple primary races. But, you know, Ron DeSantis dropped out last week. And what did he get for doing that? He got headline after headline about what a total disaster his campaign was. So, you know, on the one hand, it made sense for him to leave the race. But on the other hand, it was a pretty damaging thing from an optics perspective and for the future of his political career, I think, that he didn't even make it to New Hampshire. So if but you're Nikki Haley, I think you see that. That was a different you know? situation, though. So, I mean, DeSantis put everything in Iowa, didn't even campaign in New Hampshire, and got killed, so he had nowhere to go. Nikki Haley performed okay in Iowa. Um, and as you said, if she, if she, if she does all right tonight... But if she doesn't and she gets wiped out, I don't know. It, then she's going to get a loser tag. You're right in the sense that she is priming herself for four years from now. That's correct. She sees the field. She doesn't see a lot of moderate Republicans in the field. Most are pretty far right. And she goes, you know, I'm going to build name recognition. This is a good way to do it. But the danger there, Isaac, is that she gets the loser tag and she looks foolish, which is absolutely a possibility. She gets wiped out tonight, four weeks of nothing going around. I'm not going to even, you know, I mean, I would interview Nikki Haley, but I would be tough on Nikki Haley, so she'd never come here. Doesn't go into tough venues. Um, but I see a danger for her, last word.
Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think the best case that she's going to drop out after New Hampshire is the fact that losing in her home state of South Carolina to Trump by a huge margin would be incredibly embarrassing for her, you know, similar to what Iowa was for DeSantis. So I'll, I'll exactly certainly right. give you that, that that is a big, big red light for her. Uh, but, you know, she's made a lot of promises to donors. She's got the thing all these challengers wanted, which is Trump one on one. And she's proved to be a pretty stubborn lady. So maybe she'll stick around for a All bit. Right. Who knows? We'll see. Okay, Isaac, appreciate it very much. Tangle. Go to Tangle and check it out. You'll like it. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Uh, let's bring in a guy who doesn't say wait and see. He's a pollster. He deals in facts. He deals in numbers. He's worked for uh, the Trump campaign. And uh, his name is John McLaughlin. He joins us now from upstate New York. Uh, headline for you. Uh, first of all, if I made any mistakes or said something ridiculous, please chastise me now. But headline for New Hampshire is? Uh, nice try, Nikki, but no cigar. So this was this was a one shot to ambush Trump because you know New England really well, right? You used to yep. be a reporter in Boston. Yep. And New Hampshire... Half the voters, 44%, are undeclared, unaffiliated. It's now, New Hampshire used to be a pretty Republican state, and it's now a, a northern suburb of Boston. So you have all these independent voters who are, you know, a lot of them are closet Democrats. And uh, you only have 28% Democrats, you have 28% Republicans. So we had a historic turnout of voters in the Republican primary yesterday. But it was because Nikki Haley, and she was supported by Biden supporters. She was supported by, uh, you know, never Trumpers. And uh, they were driving out independents who really support Biden into the Republican primary. And that's why instead of the usual two to one Republican to uh, independent ratio, it was really a 50-50 ratio. And Trump still won by double digits. And, you know, that's that's a stunning blow for her because... She was, a couple of weeks ago, she was hoping to win. Then she was lowering it to within double digits. And as, by the way, this wait and see last night, they had exit polls. They knew Trump was a winner. They were hesitating calling because they wanted people to watch for a while. And yeah, uh, we all know. Yeah, so, right. so they were, and, but, and they don't know anyway. What you just said, they don't even know any of that. All right, these right. pundits, they're lazy. They get up there. They The management tells them what they should say, and they say it. But they, they're not right. like you. They're not analyzing who's voting, why they're voting, uh, what the odds are that Nikki Haley would be successful. The key question today on the morning after is that Nikki Haley has to know, has to know, right. she is not going to defeat Donald Trump for the nomination. She also right. has to know that Donald Trump doesn't like her very much, so the odds of her being vice president are low. So why does she continue? Uh, why do, I don't know, because if you ask her, if you ask her, like, what state are you going to win? They can't tell you. They're not going to win any states because, I, I mean, just to give you one more statistic on New Hampshire, in our tracking, in our sample, and the campaign told me our numbers were dead on. We never released them, but internally they knew we were dead on. And uh, Chris, Chris Lasavita and Susie Wiles told me it was exact. But we had three in ten of the New Hampshire primary voters on the Republican side were former Democrat primary voters. They're not going to vote for Nikki Haley in November. They're not going to vote for Trump in November. They're going to vote for Biden. 
So, uh, uh, so we had that in New Hampshire. That's not going to happen in South Carolina. South Carolina is an open primary, but there's a Democrat primary with delegates, unlike New Hampshire. And then there's a, a Republican primary that's a, a pretty conservative Republican primary where Donald Trump is beating her in the polls right now. Yeah, it's so, mega country, sure. And beating her by a lot. Now, I think she'll close the gap there a little bit. Got some money to spend, a familiar face. The local press in uh, South Carolina will be deferential to Nikki Haley. She'll get decent press. And the national press is actually rooting for her. Um, But it comes all down to this, that Donald Trump, in my opinion, shouldn't even bother with Nikki Haley anymore. He should be running against Biden and use a debate situation to go after Biden. I mean, a massive amount of exposure that he gets and he can just swat Nikki away. He doesn't have to be rude either. Not to no. be rude. And then and directed the way, at Biden. You're right. Absolutely. Because that's how we got here. We, we, we got here pursuing Joe Biden as the worst president in history of the United States, whether it's the border, whether it's whether it's wars, endless wars, whether it's the economy with inflation. That's how Donald Trump got here. His record as president is better than Joe Biden's. And that's why, by the way, we're ahead in the polls. Nikki Haley is not ahead of Joe Biden in the polls. Rasmussen reports she crashed in December. And, and, and Rasmussen reports last week had her had Trump up eight and her down two against Joe Biden. So the voters know that we can beat Joe Biden. But on the other hand, Joe Biden knows it. And he's preparing through his uh, third party group, American Bridge, a $200 million campaign to attack Donald Trump oh, in yeah. the battleground states. Absolutely. So we gotta, that campaign, by the way, was in New Hampshire very quietly, pumping mm-hmm. uh, money for the people to go out and tell the unaligned voters to vote uh, for Nikki Haley. They spent yep. millions of dollars up there doing that. So you're right, I believe, that the uh, Biden campaign knows it's going to be Trump. And do you have any idea, other than Trump's the devil, democracy's on the ballot, He's a fascist. He's Hitler. Is there any other strategy that they have to unveil that would surprise anybody? Uh, well, they've 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 indicted the guy four times trying to make him the Nelson Mandela of America. Then they tried to knock us off the ballot. They've tried to confiscate his wealth, and now we got to deal with. Uh, okay, they're going to attack us, and they're going to say we're for cutting Social Security, which is not true. That's a, he, four years as president. He refused to do it. And and they're going to, you know, they'll come after us on abortion and they'll come after us on uh, the usual Democrat issues. But Donald Trump, you know, in the meantime, it's his record. We had low inflation, growing economy. The America was strong. You didn't have uh, Putin attacking Ukraine. You didn't have Hamas terrorists attacking Israel. And and. You know, even crime in local local areas, suburban areas, it's high because Joe Biden is such a weak and bad president. So, right. But the border is the big one. The the border, you could run against Biden just on the border and beat him, I think. You don't even have to worry about 17 percent higher prices for essentials of life. You could just beat him on the border. Hey, John, thanks very much. We always appreciate your expertise. We will talk to you again soon, I hope. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Now, a lot of people have uh, questions. We dealt with this yesterday on President Biden's mental condition, his capacity. 
And I told you yesterday, I went through this with my mother, who had uh, early uh, dementia. And I saw the progression where she basically lost the ability to remember most things uh, and had no empathy at all, whereby before this, she was the most empathetic person on earth, my mother. It's hard to believe I'm her offspring. Anyway, I saw what dementia does to the human mind up close. I saw it. And I am applying that to Joe Biden's situation. I may be unfair and I may be wrong. So let's bring in Dr. Carol Lieberman, who has also discussed in detail um, Mr. Biden's mental state. She comes to us from Los Angeles. She does a 1 p.m. Pacific time for, of course, Eastern time, a Voice America Variety Channel program. Um, it's voiceamerica.com. First of all, uh, my assessment is that Joe Biden has early dementia. Am I wrong for saying that? Not only aren't you not wrong, <laughs> but um, I have been saying this since since 2020, since he started running for president. And um, I said he had encroaching dementia. And I say this, I've never met Joe Biden, um, but I say this, you know, as a, as a board-certified psychiatrist, board-certified in psychiatry and neurology, and also as a forensic psychiatrist, where I have had to testify about people and whether they are competent enough, like to sign wills or things like that. So um, it was clear to me, you know, back then, and surely it has become clearer over the years that he does in fact have a, a dementia, that it's encroached even more. You know, it used to be a little more subtle where, um, you know, he had memory problems and he was emotionally volatile and things like that. But it was it's somewhat it was somewhat subtle compared to what we're seeing now, where he needs to be led around by a Easter bunny or he uh, every time he finishes reading the teleprompter, we know he's not going to know where he is. And so Jill comes running up there. I mean, all kinds of things have been happening that are making it clearer and clearer that, that he has dementia. Do you see any kind of uh, mental encroachment on Donald Trump? Because Haley's making uh, some allegations in that area. Yes, I, I, you know, I think that's absolutely baloney. <laughs> because, you know, when you think about, um, first of all, he's a very intelligent man and so on. But when you think about what he is going through right now, you know, um, being sued and having all these indictments and all these things every which way, you know, all these different courts and all that. And at the same time, he's trying to run for president. I mean, it is amazing that he is able to have the faculties um, that he does now. You know, it's it's really sad that uh, people say those kinds of things just because because they, you know, because they're running against them. But um but it's no, it is absolutely not true. Okay, so you haven't you haven't observed anything other than he misspeaks sometimes. And when he's tired, I've observed when he's tired, he gets a little foggy. But anybody over yeah. the age of 60 does. Um, when we are looking at uh, Joe Biden, there is a White House physician like you, a, a medical doctor. That physician is never going to tell the American people that Mr. Biden is impaired mentally ever in my opinion. That's right. Um, you know, I remember one of the exams that he had uh, was like a colonoscopy and they were looking at the wrong end. They should have been looking at his brain. Um, yes, they are. And there's something he was saying something about his feet 
um, th th and he's not considering that that could be related to dementia. But, you know, the thing is with Joe Biden, I mean, there are three main types of, of dementia. The most common is Alzheimer's. Then we have vascular dementia. And then uh, there is something called Lewy body dementia. It's all about deterioration of the brain. And um, so what Joe Biden most likely has um, is vascular dementia because he had um, vascular problems. He had brain bleeds. He has atrial fibrillation. Um, so it's, it seems like it, the most likely would be that his vascular system in his brain is compromised. Um, but and, and he should be having these things examined. I mean, you know, the longer yeah, he goes should on. Be absolutely. A nonpartisan uh, school of experts to go in to reassure the American people. But it's not going to happen. Hey, doctor, thanks very much. We appreciate it. If you notice anything when you're watching uh, Mr. Biden or Mr. Trump that you feel is a little bit out there, please let us know. We, we appreciate your expertise very much. Here's the gem from the No Spin News Vault. Let's uh, go to a very smart woman. Uh, I'm not going to ask her age. That would be impolite. I would never do that. Uh, Amy uh, Tarkinian is a uh, former Nevada State Republican chairwoman. She comes to us from Reno. Where am I going wrong here, Amy? <laughs> well, you're actually right. But on the other hand, you probably had two women who were in shock that he even said such a misogynistic comment on the air. And you're right, for him to say, just go Google it, um, what kind of journalistic background do you have? Now, obviously, he's, he's n not new to saying stupid things, as you pointed out. He was removed from primetime to then the morning show, which morning shows typically have a combination of factual news and opinion. Now, we know his opinion. We know he's an arrogant knucklehead. And these women <laughs> should have taken him to task yeah. on the air. But I think they were taken aback. And so they felt they probably no excuse, needed Amy. some backup. Well, no I'm excuse. Just, They're I'm on national TV. Look, in my career, you think I haven't heard worse stuff than that? Um, you know, you got it. You go, what? And then you put forth how dumb it is. Um, taken aback or surprise. No. Well, you had the one, the one, uh, anchor on, on one side actually question and say, are you talking about, you know, being pregnant or with pregnancy? I can't remember how she put it. Yeah. That was Poppy uh, Harlow, I believe. 30s and 40s, which Look, obviously means their appearance and not their their mental capabilities. This was so preposterous, what Lemon said, that it doesn't, it's not even worthy of debate. It's not. It's not two sides to the story. All right. There's the truth that women, just like men, can operate at a very high level, depending on their physiology. All right. Into what? Their 80s, 90s. I mean, Joe Biden, right? I mean, come now, on. My mother-in-law is the perfect example. She actually was Las Vegas mayor pro tem in her 80s, and she's currently a U university regent okay, getting ready so to hit 89. We all know that this is ridiculous. So then the, mm -hmm. the job of the anchors is to point out how ridiculous it is, not just go, oh, oh, oh I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. No. Well, no. I, I think, unfortunately, they're so used to playing the victim, as you so rightfully point out in there your you article, go. talking about the victim of, of the woke culture. Yeah. And so they, they are 
so brainwashed into thinking this way that that's the way to think and that you're supposed to just bend over and take it. Um, it maybe that's why they were taken aback. Maybe. So, I mean, you know, look, I don't yes, I don't know. Should, and I don't I don't particularly CNN care. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't particularly care. I don't watch CNN because there's nothing I can learn from CNN. They're not real interested in putting out any kind of worthy information, in my humble opinion. Now, Lemon, would you fire him if you were the president of CME? Would you kick him right out the door? Well, I actually would fire him because, you know, you also had the left talking about me, too. And this seems to kind of fit in that category. Where are all these, you know, uh, feminists, you know, crying out to foul from this guy? You know, silence. Oh, he, so, no, no, there, he's getting it. He's getting it from every direction. But you would fire him. You'd, you'd show him I the door. I would fire him because yeah. I think he's, he's had one strike, two strikes, three strikes. How many strikes does it take for this guy to actually, you know, function like a normal human being on the air? So you would, you would fire him for, essentially, camera. you would fire him for being dumb. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> he's going to get fired because of low ratings. I don't yeah. I, I don't think CNN's going to do it because of this, because that opens up a lawsuit and a lot of a lot of stuff. But he will. He's not this time next year. You won't be seeing him. All right, uh, Amy, thank you very much for helping us out. Very kind of you to take time out of your day to do it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign-